0: Okay. So tonight is going to be unit three, chapter three. I like things that match like that, which is the auditory system and the ears and supplements for hearing support, discussing ear health, all those things. But before we start that, I feel like this is insanely exciting. So hopefully you guys are as geeky as me. So Something awesome. Who listens to podcasts, first of all? Sabrina, Jamie, a little bit. Claudia doesn't at all. I know my mom does. Colleen, you said you do. Okay, we'll get Colleen on board with it. Or Claudia on board with it. Sorry. <laughs> uh all right. Awesome. I love podcasts. Um, they're for me, they're easy. Ways to like, I found a podcast that somebody reading the Charlotte Mason book out loud. Like, how awesome is that? You know, you don't have time to. it's so like, wait, you're talking about this. Um, so it's a husband and wife. The wife reads the chapter, and then they do an episode where they discuss it together. And then the wife reads a chapter, and then they do an episode where they discuss it together. They have like ten kids or something ridiculous. Um, so <laughs> I always thought it would be nice if our Zoom call audios could be in a podcast format if only you could just go to your phone and not the facebook whatever try to find some post 3000 posts down with the zoom call from the night before or the one you missed 2 years ago so i'm so excited to announce that we now have the infused diamonds podcast And the Infused Oilers podcast, where I am currently in the process of uploading all the audios that I have in my computer, which is not sadly all the ones back to when we started doing um zoom calls that would be really fun and enormously embarrassing (laughs) mom says yay (laughs) i've wanted to do this for so long it's actually why i bought this microphone a year ago because i wanted to start improving the audio quality so that i could make it more of like just an auditory thing not just visual because I know there's a ton of people who say they want to be on the Zoom calls, but, you know, they work or it's bad time, kids, dinner, stuff like that. They could totally catch the replay, but either they, you know, don't want to suck all the data on their phone watching videos or whatever. But this is something that you can listen to while you're washing the dishes, folding the laundry, driving. (laughs) And I'm going to it's going it's basically you. You need the RSS link to find it. I'm just making it available to you guys. So if you are ready, I'm going to send you the links. If you go to, I listen on CastBox. Um, that's the app I use on my Android phone. If you listen on iTunes, I'm like someone else is going to have to tell you how to do it. But if it's CastBox, you literally just paste the RSS link into Let me upload this one. Um, You literally just paste the RSS link into your um, search bar. All right. So for infused diamonds, which is going to be a log of our business meetings going back, I think, to 2018. um, That's infused diamonds. So I've got a few episodes uploaded there. If you go on and look. um, Again, this is just for our team's consumption, partially because I haven't gone to every single person who's on these Zoom calls and asked them if they want to be on a podcast. (laughs) So this is just, you know, we have our Vimeo or our Facebook group. This is just a different way for you to consume it. So going forward, I will have a disclaimer on the Zoom calls, say, um, asking you to consent basically to being your voice being used on the podcast. Um, even though it's just going to be, I I don't, I don't know what's happening yet, but at the moment I just need a way to make this available to everyone. So that's the infused diamonds RSS link. And you can just copy it into a note. If you, um, don't know how to paste it in yet, just save it for once you figure that out. And then here's infused oilers. So hold on. So infused diamonds is all business chat and then infused oilers is all product usage. So infused oilers would be things more like, um, recipe classes, DIY classes, you know, the ginger shots class, um, the parasite classes on there already. There's only two things on there so far, but, um, Yeah, hopefully that will be fun and enjoyable. Of course, the audio content is probably 100 feet below what you're used to for podcasts. So until, you know, you get um, caught up to uh, where we are now, where I'll be using the microphone, then it's basically just going to sound like somebody talking through a tin can. (laughs) All right. So I think that uh, that should uh, hopefully be as exciting for you as it is for me. (laughs) So that should, that also brings me to another thought, which is once we end our auditory system discussion, I want to totally hijack this call and ask you for ideas. We're, Going to start scheduling out our next Mondays now that Modern and is Well is over. And it's going to be things you want to listen to a podcast episode on, or that you want somebody you know, like a downline member or somebody who hasn't bought their oils yet to listen to a podcast episode on. So for instance, we <laughs> were talking about this today. We want to do the men of young living and get a couple husbands on here and ask them questions. And We want, I want to do moms and just be like, what are you doing with your kids? We should definitely do pets. Anyways, I'm going to try not to totally go into that right now because um, we do need to talk about our ears, (laughs) but just so that's in the back of your mind, if something comes to your mind while we're sitting here, just write it down. Um, or put it in the chat box so that we can make it into an episode. And Claudia definitely will be hoping for some Spanish episodes with you, uh, doing c- classes like a one-on-one in Spanish or, um, whatever really that you want to do, whatever you think people will be interested in. And, um, I think mean, that would be enormously entertaining, <laughs> so useful for everyone. Uh, so like definitely get andy to translate because he's very good at that <laughs> but it'll be good it'll be good he doesn't want to do it but i was thinking i was thinking about that yes okay i'll do it before. then you know what i'll translate yeah. you i know right, you a little right. i know a little espanol Yes, I was thinking, okay, Andy doesn't want to do it. So next time I go see Andrea, will. she comes for whatever. no, 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 no. To- we will do it at your house because Andy's going to hear me doing it and you know he won't be able to resist joining in on the Translating. Okay, yeah, I was well, thinking, okay, so Andrew has to translate it, it doesn't matter, it's gonna be so fun. She's, See, I awesome. thought it would be better if he does it because I actually probably will know what you're talking about, even though I don't know what you're saying. You know, I know that what lavender is for, right? So I thought it'd be funnier if he does it, but you know, we'll make it work. Yeah, just make it can work. We okay, have to so do it. How how entertaining that's going to be. You guys just stand by. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to talking about the auditory system and the ears thank you all for joining in the excitement with me and hearing what I had to say. So sound is vibrations. These are frequencies that move through the air water. They can even move through solid objects. You remember uh, people in old time movies, putting their ear on the ground and saying that they hear like, you know, Oh, it's a herd of horses coming, or something like that. What is the movie, or some, or a comic strip, or something like that? Maybe it's a Gary Larson comic where the guy's like, "Oh, it's two horses. Oh, wow, that's so impressive. How can you know?" He's like, "I see them. They're right there." <laughs> but you know, you can hear through even solid objects like that. So, hearing's one of our five senses. We did talk about the five senses uh, last week when we talked about smell. So it is the process of audition. So if you attend an audition, it's where they're listening to you, of course. And it's the ability to perceive sound by detecting vibrations with the ear. So your ear is part of your auditory system. You know, it's so weird, but it kind of makes sense in a weird way etymology, am I right? So it's a sense organ that collects sound, processes it, and sends sound signals to the brain. And my mom will testify to this. It also plays an important role in the sense of balance and body position. Have you ever gotten off a plane and your ear is all just not functioning and you feel kind of tipsy a little bit? It's definitely... um, Okay, everybody's doing crafty things. I feel like like, I'm not participating in this womanly. <laughs> you are speaking to us and not participating in your whole life. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mom's like, Oh, okay. Mom's not doing a thing Cause you probably already made like 12 crochet blankets today. So that, that that's not still not fair, <laughs> but remember on black Friday, we do have our um, Christmas carol night and, We'll just see how far we get on there. Obviously, I will record it and upload it. No idea (laughs) how excited I am for that night. Oh no, I do because we can nerd together. Uh, But for sure, we'll just keep planning them until we get through the whole. I don't know. Can we read the whole thing in one night, Mom? The A Christmas Carol. I mean, how much do you guys want to crochet? okay so the part of the ear that people can see is called your outer ear this is the pinna or the oracle its job is to collect sounds send them through the ear canal so the ear canal is where wax is produced obviously earwax has a role it kind of like mucus in your nose so it helps to capture germs dust things that could float into our ear um, and keep it from getting to more sensitive mechanisms, so that you stay safe. So then you, so that's your outer ear the part you can see, even if you have to use a flashlight to see part of the inner ear or outer ear. And then you get to your middle way middle, oh my word, middle ear. I can't talk and look at words at the same time. It's it's not even. Um, I I am really bad actually. I have I I don't do it on purpose, but I. I am very bad at making spoonerisms. If anybody read Homer Price, do remember the sheriff in there would always mix up the beginning of two words and say them kind of backwards. It's called a, a spoonerism named for William Spooner because he supposedly made tons of these spoonerisms. I think he was a professor and like literary literature professor in England or something. But I think a lot of people think he actually did them on purpose. Anyways, my most memorable one was we had the, old <laughs> program called microsoft streets and trips and i accidentally called it microsoft strips and treats and i have never forgotten that one like i don't I, I even you saw how slow i said it because i it's even hard for me to say it properly now like i can't even say it right okay so the middle ear collects the, the sound waves are collected they're sent through the ear canal then they get to your middle ear literally go to google and look for a diagram of the ear you can see it it's pretty fascinating to see so this is where those sound waves are converted into vibrations and then they sent to your inner ear so the eardrum or the tympanic membrane that is what separates the outer ear from the middle ear so then sound waves hit your eardrum. It vibrates. The vibrates cause tiny bones called ossicles to move. And then these are the smallest bones in your body. Um, so then the eardrum connects to your to the hammer, which is connected to the incus, um, which is also known as an anvil. So basically <laughs> the hammer hits the anvil, which is connected to the stirrup. And then the, so the sound goes from eardrum to the hammer, to the anvil, to the stirrup and then finally makes it to the inner ear. Um and then so your Eustachian tubes, everybody's familiar with that word, that is located in your middle ear. So um this goes from your middle ear to the back of your pharynx. Uh, usually it is collapsed. Which sounds kind of weird, but okay. And then um Air in your middle ear is contained. It is not open to air in the atmosphere like the outer ear. So the eustachian tube helps to equalize pressure by gaping open during swallowing and positive pressure. So um, you also notice that people will say, you know, chew gum when the plane is landing because you're trying to open and close, right? Pop your ear. Um, Gary does when they go diving and he taught me this, this works way better than chewing gum. You like plug your nose and, blow as hard as you can and it will pop your ears. Um, so that works pretty well. So the popping noise when you're, um, going up or down in an airplane is your eustachian tube opening up to equalize the air pressure for the middle ear. Obviously it can be very painful if it doesn't, because then, um, high pressure seeks low. So that causes a lot of pain. I mean, The reason your eustachian tube hurts when you're flying is literally how the airplane is staying in the air. (laughs) The pressure is trying to move two different directions and you're trapped in the middle (laughs) basically with your brain feeling like it's going to explode. So then you, uh, that's called Bernoulli's principle, by the way, (laughs) Um, math equation that I don't know how to do, but I have looked at before. So inner ear so from the stirrup, sound moves into your inner ear, which is the hardest bone in the body. So when they say you're hard headed, <laughs> they're not exaggerating. Okay. So this is the part of your inner ear is called the cochlea, just like um, a shell, I suppose. Isn't there a shell with that name, mom, or some sort of name like that? Maybe it's that Greek for shell. <laughs> I don't know. You know what i don't even know somebody where is elaine she always google stuff (laughs) she fact checks me in the middle of the phone call which is the best so cochlea is a small curled tube which is filled with liquid when the ossicles vibrate the liquid is set into motion cochlea is lined with tiny cells covered in very tiny hairs when the liquid moves it moves the hairs these create nerve signals Kind of sounds like your digestive tract a little bit. (laughs) They are sent along the eighth cranial nerve to both sides of your brain stem, then up to the auditory portion of the cerebral cortex called the temporal lobe. So then this is your temporal lobe is then where you're processing the sounds and identifying them. So that actually doesn't happen in your ear. Your ear is basically just transferring waves into... Um, nerve signals just like you when you smell, your nose isn't actually smelling anything, it's just picking up molecules and transferring them into signals that it can send up to your brain where they can be decoded. And then you say, I smell turkey, it must be Thanksgiving. And then, um, so when you hear things, then again, it gets transmitted up into your ear, so or up into your brain, so it's just uh, your you're a lot of, um, transmitting frequencies and then translating them in your brain. So this portion of your brain helps you to hear different pitches, different voices. Um, your balance is perceived in your inner ear. So inside your ear is what's called the labyrinth. This is a system of fluid passages. So this includes your cochlea, 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 I suppose cochlea. Uh, The vestibule, also a word for a closet, semicircular canals, which are part of your vestibular system. And the vestibular system gives the sense of balance and a sense of spatial orientation. So it's how you can stay upright, you know, if you're standing um in your motor home making lasagna while you're driving down the road you can stay your balance with that help from your inner ear hi so she has a little tidbit in the side here that says when you spin you get dizzy because the fluid in your semicircular canal starts to move. And then when you stop spinning, the fluid is still moving. So your brain is getting the signal that thinks you're still going. So that's why it's so fun to spin a little kid around and then be like, run over here. And they run like sideways. <laughs> and you're like, ah, ha, ha, that's hilarious. Oh, just I only I do that. Okay. So, oh, yeah, that's ear hearing loss can be sudden or gradual. Um, It can be temporary or mild, severe or permanent. In children, their hearing impairment can affect their development of speech and language skills. Don't have that, please. So with the proper intervention, and if you watch Facebook movies, then you know this, younger people with profound hearing loss will generally be able to use spoken language or sign language to communicate with the world. It's amazing, you know, how in times past people would consider any slight differentiation that you had from society at large as oh i guess you don't fit (laughs) but um you know how hard people had to work for like, think about helen keller fanny crosby people like that who had to work for schools for blind or deaf or both you know it was hard to get these schools established and it was hard to get into them but i'm so grateful for all the pioneers who um made that all happen technical technological advancements such as hearing aids and cochlear implants are options for children with hearing yeah. impairment or people in general with hearing impairment yes my lion came out what my lion came out your lion came out yeah where is he oh in the movie yeah was he scary yeah. what do you think it wasn't a multi-movie. Oh, okay. But um, my lion in the bedroom. Yeah, we don't want lions in the bedroom. That's scary. The noise-induced hearing loss can develop gradually over many years from but, uh, mommy, loud fine. music. I remember a friend of mine. My mm-hmm. fine. And fine. Yes. Mom, you remember, Hannah Marie, remember she always said that her hearing was so damaged from going to so many concerts as a kid. Okay, go tell the big kids. <laughs> go tell the big kids. And um, sitting in the front and basically getting her ears blasted. So also persistent use of, you guys hear those dogs? <laughs> um heavy equipment. A lot of people in the military experience this, even with lots of hearing protection, you can still suffer, you know, when you're around, like when you're on a ship, for instance, like an aircraft carrier, there's always a level of noise. And then there's typically higher levels of um, machinery and things like that going all the time. So you can definitely get a hearing loss from that. Loud noises, especially high-pitched sounds, destroy hair cells in the inner ear, causing sensorineural or nerve-related hearing loss. So when you say your kids are piercing your ears, it's for real. They're really piercing. You're like, you know what? You know light- causing me? Sensorineural <sighs> hearing loss right now with your screaming. <laughs> if that That's what I'm when you said high-pitched. <laughs> Can you hear him? <laughs> yes On cue. perfect I was like, oh, my life no wonder I can't hear <laughs> hey but he's happy like those are happy sounds so and definitely definitely is different um age-related hearing loss is known as presbycusis praying that I said that right so this is just gradual changes in the middle ear that cause gradual but steady hearing loss and this damage is usually attributed to our nerves oh yay okay go say hi other causes can include here's a list earwax buildup object lodged in the ear injury to the ear or head ear infection ruptured eardrum repeated untreated ear infections Um, Most of these are causes that can be treated. The hearing loss can be restored. So that's fantastic. Then of course, there's also remember the mechanical devices like hearing aids. So a really good friend of mine, uh, her whole life, everything her parents said, everything, I would call her on the phone, everything. She was always saying, what, sorry, pardon. I can't hear you. What, what? She couldn't hear anything and everybody's like, ah, you know, blah, 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 you know, I'll talk louder, you know, can you hear me? She got in trouble for it and all these things, right? You know how it is. And so then now she's younger than me, but now she has hearing aids. She's found that she has um, hearing loss when she finally went and had some kind of an ear appointment, you know? And she said, I, she goes, I suppose I should be sad that I have hearing loss, but she goes, I actually feel gratified to learn that all those years, I wasn't just crazy. It actually was something wrong with me. (laughs) So that was the one time somebody was super happy to have hearing loss. Uh, People who smoke are twice more likely to lose their hearing than people who don't smoke. So this is because uh, smoking constricts your blood vessels and your ears stay healthy based on a healthy blood supply. Uh, Ear infections. This is when something gets past the eustachian tube into your middle ear. The ear fills with fluid or pus which contains germ fighting cells. However, when the fluid builds up, remember we talked about pressure, it causes pain in your ear. So children under the age of three are more likely to develop ear infections since their eustachian tubes are shorter. They don't have as far of a protective passage. Caden looks like he's coming for you, Sabrina. I would be worried. (laughs) Um, So a lot of times the germs and fluid from colds or other infections have not been drained or eliminated from the body properly. There's foods that can affect your hearing, believe it or not. And I'm just going to go ahead and say nothing on this list is going of surprise anybody on this call. So, um, refined foods, junk foods, caffeine, sugar, saturated fats, salt, because it can cause fluid retention, thus um, tinnitus. Excess dairy because of excess mucus. And then heavy metals such as mercury, aluminum, and lead. These also impair circulation. They cause nerve damage in the ears. Avoid, if you can, anything that would put those in your body. And then there's a vast number of other commonly used drugs and chemicals that also affect hearing quality and clarity. Uh, You know, things like chemotherapy, different things like that. Ah, uh, good foods for hearing. Yes, there's beneficial foods. <laughs> just so you know, the bad list for everything is always the same, basically, and the good list is pretty much always the same. <laughs> like all or or it's just like a couple of the things off the same good list. You know, there there's there's one list of foods you should eat, and there's one list of foods you shouldn't eat. And, you know, and and believe it or not, if you're healing your gut system, you're probably going to be doing good things for your auditory system and your olfactory system and your lungs and all these so fresh fruit and vegetables cold water fish which is rich in omega-3 fatty acids whole grains i recommend fermenting them if you're going to have them seeds and nuts these are all beneficial so then there's herbs ginkgo biloba periwinkle butcher's broom i literally don't know what that is so these can help hearing disorders by improving nerve function and blood supply. Look for things that improve nerve function and blood supply. Um, helichrysum, obviously, is a supplement. Lots of people use for nerves. I know that it is the in um, uh, mom groups for children undergoing brain cancer therapy. Uh, there's definite hearing loss for those children and helichrysum was what all those moms recommended, um, using around all over, obviously not pouring it into the ear, but just around just to support the kids, um, normal function. So supplements include antioxidants, Seems like we keep saying that over and over again. Antioxidants support our nerves. They generate energy producing mitochondria in the hair cells of the cochlea. Antioxidants are in foods rich in vitamins A and E. Uh, Remember, a lot of animal products from animals that were raised outside will be more nutrient dense than the same animal product from an animal that never seen the sun their whole life weird, but they don't absorb as much vitamin D when they live under a fluorescent light bulb as they do when they wander around outside and root around in the pasture. Um, If you have the book, check appendix F for a list of foods high in vitamin A and E. Um, Vitamins B1, which is thiamine, B2, riboflavin, B3, niacin, B6, pyridoxine, B9, folate, B12, methylcobalaminate. (laughs) <laughs> that kind of sounds like like a like a god from the Bible or something. <laughs> and the gods uh, methylcobalamin, magnesium, zinc, acetyl L carnitine sounds like a weird dish on a restaurant menu, and N acetyl which sounds like a chapel. (laughs) Okay. I'll stop. (laughs) That is so obnoxious. All right. Um, here's a couple foods that, um, Deborah Abram lists here who are, who are, (laughs) uh, which are, which are rich in, oh my gosh, alpha lipoic acid, organ meats. Remember where animals come from matters, um, like liver, if you don't love liver, guess what? Um, I think it's, and what is the brand, uh, Sabrina, that they always talk about on Wise Traditions podcasts, like Ancestral Pastures or something like that? Um, Ancestral Supplements? I forget the name, but they advertise it on Wise Traditions all the time. But they sell liver capsules. So you never have to think about it or actually there's a lots of capsules of things that she's mentioned throughout this book that, you know, if you're like, (laughs) I actually don't want to eat a liver, then you can just take the capsules and never think about it again. Um, so liver, spinach, broccoli, (laughs) that's code for broccoli and potatoes. Oh, uh, get good potatoes, uh, get variety of potatoes. We were, we have lots of the um, ozette potatoes because we bought big cases of them from a couple farms around here. We want to eat them all winter, but also plant them <laughs> come spring whenever you plant potatoes. But the the ozette maca potato was commonly eaten by the Maka Indians here in this specific Northwest region of, from whence I am speaking to you. I believe it was brought up here by the Spanish early days. Um, so it's not like it's a native, native, native plant, but it has been here for several hundred years and was a traditional food. So when we are cleaning them, Gary's scrubbing them and scrubbing them. He goes, man, these things have so many little crevices. They're really hard to clean. And I said, yeah. So nobody uses these potatoes anymore because we want a big potato that's easy to clean and or peel. You would never want to peel an Ozette potato. Mm -mm, That peel is so tender and so good. But um, just remember, potatoes are one of many plants that just became um... homogenized isn't the right word. There's a word in the English language for this, but it's basically when there's a huge variety of plants available, uh, cultivars of the same plant, and 99% 99% of what's grown in the United States is just like the russet potato <clears throat> because it stores easier. It's easy. It's very popular. It makes a good size for doing a baked, like oh, those potatoes are pretty small. Maybe like When so. we were studying the like Inca and Aztecs and all of that, they were talking about like how many different varieties of potatoes that they had that don't, that we just don't have now because they just stopped They just picked that one and were like, give all the rest. And I was like, I would love to know. I would love to see all these potatoes and taste them all. Sure. Well, um, what caused the Irish famine? That's a great one to look at. Uh, Potato blight. Of course, it's the right answer if you're taking a history quiz. But that's the wrong answer for an ethnobotanist. (laughs) The right answer is that the Irish grew a large variety of potatoes. And then basically they switched over to more or less all one kind of potato. So when that one potato got hit, they all went down. There was a reason why on a soggy island that they all grew so many different... Is Ireland an island? A soggy country so i don't actually know geography very well we live in north america which is connected to south america which is in an ocean so <laughs> i'm uh <clears throat> i didn't pay a lot of attention when mom us to school but um <laughs> your mom is sitting there like <laughs> thanks i do well, any help all seven of my other siblings can put together world geography maps backwards. Okay. They could do it backwards. So, you know, it's obviously <laughs> uh, nature versus nurture. <laughs> it's on me. I, they were doing puzzles and I was like, ooh, I you know where Washington goes. And now I'm bored. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> so, um, but any who's they, you know, in Ireland, which is a country and a place in the world that rains a lot and is soggy like it is here. They had a lot of different plant or potatoes growing and plants, I suppose, but potatoes is what we're talking about here today. And then when they switched over to primarily just one, that was when the potato blight basically took them out. And a lot of people worry because we are creating smarter and smarter pesticides to outsmart the uh, viruses and, um, bacterias and things like that, that are getting smarter and pests that are getting smarter and smarter because they're trying to get to our food supply. And so, um, you know, people are worried, you know, mostly one type of corn is grown in the U S mostly one type of soybean, mostly one type of potatoes, mostly one type of pretty much everything. So, um, and then when you go to the grocery store, even if you get every single vegetable there and then the weird things that you never usually buy like dragon fruit and star fruit like does anybody actually buy those things then you're still getting a fraction of what's available we we only know what is presented to us like has anybody on here ever had a santa claus melon I never even heard of a Santa Claus melon until we went to this organic five generation old farm in Yakima, somewhere out there. And the farmer there is so dedicated to organic. And so he gave us all these different melons of different kinds. And he told us, save the seeds. These are, um, heirloom. And so you can start new plants from these seeds, but I I had never heard of those. And then there's all kinds of different winter squashes, like, um, ones that i don't know the names of <laughs> i we have them don't know what they're called they told me and i forgot but you know we're familiar with pumpkin which most people don't even know squash but obviously you guys do uh butternut squash um i think delicata is getting more common now i see it in grocery stores um patty pans are definitely getting more common uh, but i think it's a summer squash not a winter squash but I am using it. But anyways, all that to say variety in your plants is good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. Um, the last thing here is the recipe, which is spinach salad. Oh my word. It sounds and looks so delicious. So let me read to you what she has in the salad. Um, You will combine two cups of fresh washed spinach, a hard boiled egg that is sliced, a small orange peeled and sectioned and a handful of cherry tomatoes. Set that to the side. Then if you want to, you can saute the mushrooms and onions in a healthy oil, like olive oil, coconut oil. Set those to the side. So she has two button mushrooms and a quarter of a red onion. (laughs) I have never in my life used two mushrooms in anything. I've used two pounds of mushrooms, but never two mushrooms. (laughs) And then your dressing. The dressing is what warms your salad and it should be made just before serving. So two tablespoons of organic honey mustard um, dressing or one tablespoon of dry mustard, a tablespoon of honey, and a tablespoon of oil. Then blend it all together and pour it over your delicious salad. Then my mouth is watering now and I want that. (laughs) Actually, I really want a hard-boiled egg. I've been craving hard-boiled eggs for like a long time. It's weird. So weird. Any thoughts about your auditory system? No thoughts. Awesome. Well, we can all hear better now. We learned that junk food is bad for our ears. (laughs) Does anybody notice that kids eat junk food like Halloween and stuff like that? And then everybody's posting the next week on Facebook, their kids are sick. Does anybody notice when people's kids are sick and they say, I feel so bad for them? So we went and got and then they post a picture of like a cinnamon roll or something, and you're like, Well, <laughs> crystal do not do not be that person that comments on is like sorry your cinnamon rolls just gonna produce more mucus and, and inflammation in your child like don't do that but no also also why is it at that age when all those different metallic things are getting injected no. into you that no. people have ear infections it weirdly coincides with any metallic injection so that's kind of a I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to mute your mom because it's echoing me. What's kind of weird to me, well, I should probably end the podcast here and now, but I will say this and then I'll stop the recording, which is that it's strange to me that pregnant women are told not to even come close to a can of tuna fish for fear it could have mercury, and yet they are recommended to inject mercury into themselves during their pregnancy. That seems strange to me, counterintuitive. I'll leave you to ponder. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording and we're going to come up with some ideas for the Zoom call if anybody has a couple more minutes um, to hang around and just throw your best thoughts out there.